Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you have ever felt the the need to create trends or the pressure to create trends because that's the thing that's going to get you a ton of views, that's what's going to make you grow, and you've felt to do this like <laughs> at times against your will maybe, um, you are not alone. Let's talk about trends and what the purpose of trends actually is and um, when to strategically hop onto them as a creator. So... I recognize this is a little bit ironic because I am from the advertising industry, like literally that it's trends.gov. Okay. Like that's, that's all we, we do memes and hopping onto parts of pop culture and like trying to create a way an intersection for, for a product to meet a trending part in culture and to get people to buy it and yada, yada. But trends for me, when it comes to personal branding and when it comes to influencers is not my favorite thing to recommend in terms of like, maybe don't hop on trends or if you do do it very strategically and not, you know, for the sake of, of views and engagement and whatever, but to help you grow a community intentionally and purposefully. And here's what I mean. So I'm going to use an example from the fashion industry because I used to work there. And in the fashion industry, specifically in the fast fashion industry, we have 16 seasons. 16 seasons. That's four times as many seasons as we actually have naturally. (laughs) Like weather. (laughs) And that is because... These companies feel the need to hop onto the, all of these various different aesthetics that are popping off throughout the years, and that is what's going to sell. That's the thing that's going to, you know, skyrocket their business. That's the thing that's going to be the most profitable. Instead of honing in on like what makes me as Forever Twenty One different from Zara, different from H and M, different from Revolve, different from Shein, different from all of these other brands, Princess Polly, that are all kind of selling the same thing in the same realm, more or less. And so what you end up having is overconsumption, feeling tired because everything looks the same. And then it's also not sustainable because there's just more waste, right? And that's kind of how the influencer industry is. You know, when you have the what is now called the princess polification of fashion, where like literally almost everything looks the same, you know, with Princess Polly being kind of a leader in the fast fashion retail space, people are like, oh, well, you know, they look the same as every other brand. Like, I'm trying to find brands that are different, right? 
you have that same kind of quote-unquote princess qualification in the influencer industry too. Whether that be an aesthetic that becomes really popular and then everybody takes that aesthetic and they end up looking the same. Like I, I remember talking to an influencer last week um, on an intro call and she was like, I know I have a voice and I know I have a different perspective, but I don't want to be just another Whole Foods, you know, quote unquote, clean girl aesthetic, that girl vibe in order to be influential. And it was sad for me to hear that because it's like, well, she has been feeling that way. And whatever, whatever progress she wants to make has been delayed by the thought that she has to fit into this mold in order to be an influencer. And like, that's so not true, you know, but because people feel that if I hop onto this trend, whether it's an aesthetic trend or a clothing trend or, you know, a content trend or whatever, that's going to make me accept it. That's going to make me um, grow my following or grow my engagement. I'm going to get what I want from that, you know, and and then when I have a ton of followers, then brands are going to pay me a ton of money. And it's just a completely, utterly false narrative. Um. I have a management client right now who's like one of my star clients, truly incredible. And she, when we had first started working together, she had started off with this vision of like, you know, I want to be the midsize go-to for women. Like I want to be the voice of the midsize girlies and help them find like everyday outfits to make them feel beautiful in the skin that they're in without having to change yourself and be somebody different. And I was like, that's amazing. So like, what, where's the roadblock? I'm confused. And when I, when we took a look at her content, it was all about, you know, a lot of it was about hopping onto trends and participating in the, in the things that are such a big part of the TikTok culture, which is trending content and trending sounds and, you know, using a specific filter that's popping off and whatever. And I was seeing that her content was kind of getting lost in the sea of everybody else's content that is doing a similar idea, but not really. And it was just a sea of trends. It wasn't really, you know, any particular personality shown across anybody participating in these trends or nobody really had a voice in this particular trend. It was just everybody doing kind of more or less the same thing. And she was participating in that because such is the narrative that like participate in it and you're going to grow. You're going to pop off. You're going to go viral. You're going to get a ton of views. You're going to get a ton of engagement. Brands are going to want to work with you. It just perpetuates this completely false narrative. And so after we had kind of took a look at that, I told her, I was like, just trust me and lean in to, I am, you know, a mid-sized woman, size 10 through 16. I don't want other women to feel like they have no inspiration or a place that they can look to for outfit ideas and feeling confident and feeling beautiful. Like I'm, I'm that person for you. And like find a way to say that in your videos and and you're going to grow. Like you're going to grow that community if you just own that niche. Fuck the trends. Just own that niche and find a way to like strategically incorporate trends into that. You don't have to participate in a trending sound, but maybe use like a celebrity and recreate their look or like use whatever. 
And so she, she started doing that in her videos and telling the story of why she's so passionate about mid-sized fashion and how she got here and why this is so important to her. And that skyrocketed her community from, I believe, 35-ish, maybe slightly more, thousand on TikTok to like now at this point, almost 100,000 at the time of this recording. And that's all because she just really leaned into the thing that she's really passionate about, the thing that makes her different, and the thing she wants to be a voice of influence in, the, the thing that she wants to use to impact people. And that didn't, you know, really make her feel the need to have to hop on these other on all of these trends to grow like her story and her influence and her niche and the things that she cares about. That's the thing that's going to make her grow. And so then strategically after, um, I did notice that she was using, you know, famous influencers and famous celebrities as the people whose looks she wanted to recreate. And most of them were of a smaller size or of a different size. Um, so she was like, this is how it would look on a midsize girl, you know, and, I thought that was really strategic. And that's one way that you can also hop on trends as a creator. You don't have to use a trending sound. You don't have to use a trending filter. You don't have to blend into a sea of of everyone else and be one of many influencers that like everybody just scrolls past and forgets about. You can participate in trends by featuring if you are a pop culture creator, like doing analyses on pop culture or telling like you know, stories of, of well-known celebrities like Amy Winehouse or Pamela Anderson. I know Hello Teffy is a really great example of doing that. She does these like analyses on the stories of some of your favorite celebrities. Um, or you can use, you know, you can be like, like Dulma Alton, who was also on this podcast, who also said that she started her account by creating trends and kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. And, after a while was like, why am I doing this? I really care about the e-com space. I care about DDC. I care about, you know, influential brands. I care about beauty. Why don't I just talk about brands that I love and why I think they're, you know, great at what they do or not great at what they do. And she started doing that. She just started talking in her videos and it became so, um, impactful to the people that she wanted to attract that she built a community out of that you know, started to be asked for consulting. Um, she was able to bring people who are current, you know, e-com D2C founders, uh, specifically women, into her community, into her membership called Make Lane, where all of these different people can network together. And so it just became like a natural fit for the things that she was already doing and the things that she wanted to do moving forward. It also helped attract the right press for her um, and, you know, allowed her to be a voice beyond just social media, but also now in the press on this specific topic, therefore extending her personal brand naturally that way too. So using trending topics celebrities, pop culture, well-known businesses or trending businesses or, um, you know, trending clothing brands or whatever um, to essentially be that trending, so to say, component 
that you can incorporate without having to sacrifice your voice. Because here's the thing when you participate in like a trend, sound trend thing, okay? I would exclude like dance creators from this because I do think that that is a key part of their niche. But when you participate in a trending sound, it's really like like Ursula from The Little Mermaid. It just kind of takes away your voice. And it gives you legs so you can walk on the ground, right? But the legs in this case are like the potential of going viral, the potential of getting more visibility, the potential of growing followers, right? But you don't have a voice anymore. And the thing that talking in your videos allows you to do or is to showcase your personality, is to showcase the things you stand for, is to showcase the person you um, are and also allow you to shape how you want to be perceived um, and also then therefore be extended like in the examples of my client and also Dolma and creators like Hello Teffy and Remy Bader. That allows you to then be extended into things like collaborations with brands on that are that are rooted in specific issues like we had Remy Bader with Revolve and Remy Bader with Pink about body inclusivity and diversity in the fashion space um you know and then you you can be extended into press that's relevant for you and founding your own brands like Dolma with with her community of female entrepreneurs called Make Lane um and you're able to to further your influence forward because you're influential when you speak, you know, and a lot of the things that creators want to achieve or influencers want to achieve in their career as an influencer are things that require you to have a voice. So, you know, writing a book, being on TV, being featured in the press, creating a collaboration with a brand that's very meaningful, being starring in campaigns, um, being the voice of something requires you to have a voice. And that's the thing that trends take away from you because you become one of many. You adapt to the energy in the room. You don't influence the energy in the room. So I would encourage you to think about why is it that I feel like I have to participate in a trend? And when you find the root of that, then you're kind of freed from the leash that ties you to a trend. You're like, oh, well, you know, I want to grow my community. Okay, cool. Well, how can I do it in a more intentional way that's not so dependent on metrics? Because I'm telling you, like, then in the case of my client, the metrics will come. Okay. If you want to grow followers, they will come. But you need to have a clear idea of what is it that I'm building my followers around? What is it that I'm building a community around? What's the point? Because with trends, like there really is no point. And you just kind of end up amassing a following and amassing an engagement rate that doesn't translate into a profitable business or into a profitable um, proposal for a brand that you want to collaborate with. Showcasing who you are as a person and your voice, like that's what allows you to really create longevity in in your influencer business and within your personal brand because now you have control over how you are perceived um, and you're able to to also truly share your love for the things that you care about and the things that you're passionate about and the things that you know about
Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at KateMob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.